Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I'm your host, Tammy Pike, and today I'm so happy and excited to be talking to another horsewoman, AJ Millions. Hello, AJ. How are you going today? I'm very well, Tammy. Thank you for having me today. I'm very excited to talk about horses. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Like, uh, we probably need longer than an hour, but um, we'll try and keep it <laughs> to close as that is. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. So Elaine has a passion for supporting people to expand the quality of their lives and a lifelong connection with horses. Combining these qualities, she created Leading the Way International. Having grown up on a cattle farm ranch in Saskatchewan, Canada, she has been surrounded by nature and animals that saved her and supported her to evolve as a person. Elaine believes that animals and nature will support humanity back to the place where we are connected to nature, in turn connecting back to our true authentic selves. She has a grounded, practical, common sense approach to everything she does in her life, which grew from her upbringing on the ranch. Being part of a horse program in the Healing Lodge, a correctional facility for First Nations women, really helped her understand the connectedness that we need to acknowledge Mother Earth and her creatures. This acknowledgement and connection will support humanity to heal and move forward. Presently, Elaine is working with the amazing charity Hoofbeats, designing and delivering programs for at-risk children across the Sunshine Coast. The Herd of Horse facilitators support these young people to reconnect to their authentic selves. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, it's a very exciting um, the, the work with Hoofbeats is just going to open up the door for a lot of kids to get support um, from the horses. And it's a beautiful process to watch. It really is. So everything you're doing is just phenomenal in bringing nature and animals and humans back together and connecting it in such a way that we're learning and healing each other in, in such a grounded, basic, natural way. How, how have you got to this point in your life to, to be holding these programs? Because they're just phenomenal and life-changing. Well, I was doing these things naturally for many, many years and didn't kind of understand the impact that they actually had until I started working at, at the Healing Lodge in Saskatchewan with the First Nations women. And I saw how getting people in very high risk places back to nature and back to their culture and then using horses as a conduit to do that um, was such an integral part of their healing and moving forward in life. Um, the reoffending rate after the women coming through doing the horse program which much lower than it was before the horse program was implemented. So it really had life altering, life changing effects and I merit that to the horses. Um, there's just something about the energy of a horse that hits us in here and really supports us through life to be strong and, and follow the paths that, that we're given. Um, it's just that, that energy and that wisdom of horses. And I didn't understand exactly what it was 
I guess until I started going on my own path of exploring how to connect the, the human and horse world together. I understood the horse world really well. Um, I feel most comfortable when I'm with a horse, not so comfortable when I'm with the human element. So it was a real challenge for me to kind of to learn about, well, how do I combine these things, become more comfortable in the human world, and, and roll up some really good life-changing programs for people. Um, so it's been a long process, a, a lifelong process, if I can say that long. Um, and when I went to Arizona, I did uh, a mentorship with um, Linda Konahov, who's a brilliant author of many wonderful books about what we're talking about here. And The Power of the Herd was the apprenticeship that I did with her. Um, and somebody said to me when I was sharing a story, you, you need to write your stories down about all the animals and all the horses that have impacted your life. And I'm like, why it's not that special and she just looked at me and took me by the shoulders and said this is amazing it really is amazing and people need to hear this and i guess i took it for granted because i just grew up that way i didn't know any better when as you would know when you when you live on the land it's it's just the way you are um so i didn't understand how really impactful that learning from nature was until I was taken by the shoulders and kind of shaken a little bit awake. Um, thank goodness. <laughs> and, Sorry. No, go ahead. It's just amazing in how you've, um, too, like you said, you take it for granted and it isn't until you're around people who haven't had that in their lives that they're like, you grew up how and what and when you're like, yay, like, straight <laughs> <laughs> is. Yeah. But what's been amazing is since talking to you and really, um, you know, going through the stuff that you do is, is just really phenomenal in, again, it's brought to my awareness that I didn't realize, like I come from a very abusive background and very traumatic childhood. And I really didn't realize how much animals and nature actually saved me and allowed me to still be a functioning human being um, subconsciously. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and it sounds like you you had that sort of similar as well, the upbringing that you were naturally connected to animals and nature to help heal you through what you went through as well. Um, but it's just so amazing how, like, we always, I always had my horses to go ride. Uh, we were always had free reign to go exploring. And we were never hardly inside or around um, our parents. We were always out doing other things. And we were still happy kids because we had that time. That's exactly it, Tammy. And, and it's not until hindsight and many years later that you look back at that and see what a huge, huge gift it was. Um, I know any time I was in a really emotional state as a child, which was a lot, um, I would just go out and jump on my horse and go. And that my horse always had my back. I never, ever got hurt. I never got in a bad situation with a horse when I was in an emotional state. At the end, I needed that support. When I went out with an agenda to work and an agenda to control the animals, and you know, I had a job that I had to, that had to be done. I always came up with, you know, problems with my horses, or I'd get bucked off, or the horse would roll in the creek with me, or just so, you know, really ridiculous things that I didn't understand until later in life. Was was my doing that was my creating that to happen but when I was in an emotional place and just needed to be loved and supported those horses were always always there for me
the beauty and the magic of the, the, the horse knowledge, the horse wisdom. Definitely, definitely. And I guess you, you are able to bring this, this healing into a way where people who haven't even touched a horse can really access that healing um, energy, isn't it? Like you've done it in a way that they still feel safe in an environment you've created with certain tools that you've given them, but they, it's all about learning from, you know, that energy and the, the body language and everything. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. And the word energy, uh, it is energy in motion and watching it unfold still gives me goosebumps. Um, when, when you're aware of the energy that you're bringing into a round pen to interact with the horse or when you're aware of that horse's personal space and as soon as you step into that bubble of personal space, the magic starts happening. Um, the horse acknowledges you. And it's what you do with that communication that matters. It's what you do with that energy that matters as to how the rest of the relationship is kind of going to unfold in the moment. Um, it's, it is honestly magical. And you may not, a lot of people don't see it because they're not aware to look for it. But as soon as it's pointed out to them, did you see that? Did you see the horse look at that person? That was amazing. I mean, that horse had choice. It could have totally ignored that person or it could have walked away or it could have, you know, um, just gone back to what horses love to do, which is eating, but it didn't. It connected and it recognized your presence. That's huge. That, that's huge. But we don't, you know, we don't give it the merit that it really, really deserves. That's magic to me when I see that. And then it's, you know, they're given processes that they can build on that relationship. They can build on, on that non-communicative, intuitive senses that we all have, that really the horse um, just feeds back to us. Definitely. Amazing. Amazing. And you can feel the passion and the, the drive and everything that you're doing, that the love for what you're doing. But what actually allowed you to create this into a business and, you know, to actually follow it? Like what, what really made you so passionate and said, yes, it's, it's got to be something more? It's going to be something more. I am passionate to support teenagers because that was where I had my biggest um, strife in life. That was when I was challenged the most. Um, so I'm very passionate to support those teenagers to get the information I wish I had when I was that age. So the programs that I'm doing are, are focused on not just horse learning, but they are learning about themselves as well. They're learning about their brains, how their brains work, how to get out of that flight and fight response. And we all know that when we, well, those of us who come from traumatized backgrounds, we're pretty much in fight and flight all the time without awareness. So how do we become aware? How do we know when we need to change out of that fight and flight part of our brain to that conscious thinking part of our brain? So they do class time as well. It's just not down, you know, having fun with the horses. They actually are learning about what they are taking down to the horses. So as I've been going through my, my programs, I'm always, I'm always changing them. Every week I'm changing them. I'm expanding what I think that they need to learn or what, they, what I feel each group will really benefit from. Um, so as I've been working with the school groups, I've really been focusing on going in and, and asking for support, asking for that guidance to come, what does this group need? And I may not know the day before the group gets here 
I may be given that information. It might come to me that morning before, like an hour before they're here, and then I'm frantically going, okay, I need this tool, I need that tool, I need this, I need that. So um, thank goodness I've got a bit of a toolbox to grab from that I can do that. Um, so it's just been that natural progression, I guess, of, of working with kids and feeling the need and kind of going with that and not getting myself out of the way to let the information come to me as to what that is. Anytime I'm struggling, I just take a step back and I, I let the horses take over because they know more than I do and let that magic happen. Um, so, you know, if I'm not, if I don't have a clear answer with where a child needs to go, it's like, okay, horses do your thing. And, and they always do. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. It does. It does. It's beautiful. And what I love to, um, and your, your website says it so beautifully, you also help people connect to their intuition in not a woo-woo way either. It's listening, isn't it, and really connecting into the animal or the horse that you're working with and really listening to what's going on inside and using that guidance. And you said yourself you listen to your intuition when you're creating the plans for your um, classes and stuff like that. But you're really um, setting up people to start getting back to their basic instincts and really trusting themselves, aren't you? Definitely, definitely. And the beauty of working with teenagers is they, they've only got a few years of um, get, sifting through the naysaying and sifting through that, that self-talk that, oh, I can't do that. So you've only got a few years of sifting through that and not like me when I started, you know, kind of tapping into this a lot more years of sifting and, and repair work to be done. So um, I think too, when they see it and they feel it firsthand with the horses, when it's presented to them in an immediate response, then they go, oh, wait a minute, that worked. You know, it's that immediate feedback that you're on the right track, keep going with that. And we don't get that often in life, um, that we get that immediate feedback that our intuition was correct. Mm -hmm. I think we get it pretty quickly when our intuition, when we don't follow our intuition. <laughs> See, that seems to come fairly fast. Yeah. Um, but when we're on the right track or when we're following that intuition, sometimes that feedback isn't as quick as it should be for us. And, you know, the more we can build on that. The more we start following it, the more we start trusting it. And that's important when you're a teenager to trust that intuition. Yeah, and, and it really um, goes into all areas of your life. Like you said, relationships and you know, in your, your career and everything like that. How, have, how has following your intuition, I guess, um, in your life and your business help you be where you are today? Has it been like the main point to you know, to help you progress to creating this into a business? Is it following your intuition more? Or did it make it a lot easier? If you can, you sort of understand that question? It, it definitely, the process has made it easier for me to get out of my way and allow my intuition to be at the forefront and not my mind chatter be at the forefront. Yeah. I'm a very, I've been, I was driven up into my brain as a child. Um, and so I, I get very analytical and I get very up here. Um, so this whole process, I'm, I'm learning so much along the way. Um, 
because we're all progresses in work, aren't we? We're all, you know, we're all just kind of going with it and feeling our way through. And it's really supported me to connect in here, in everything that I'm doing. And I love going out in the world, in my world, which is very nature-based, and experimenting with that and seeing how it's reflected back in that immediate feedback. Um, whether it's with horses, dogs, cows, I love getting into that, like, you know, because I'm a ranch girl, I love getting into the, that whole kind of thing with cattle as well. Um, because I love my cows. I love playing with my cows. I unfortunately don't have any cows at the moment. But when I go back to Canada, I'm, I'm allowed to go and play um, with my friends' cows all the time because there's lots of work to be done. Yeah. Um, but I play with that intuition and I play with that energy that I use with my horses, with cows. And I love it. It's just like everything that everything unfolds the way that you know you wouldn't think it would but it does because you're following that intuition i, I tried to explain this to some of my rancher friends and i i, I kind of lose them <laughs> I, I could i could imagine that for sure you use your intuition when you're going out mustering you know yeah yeah and they're like wow well, i don't do that but but they do they yeah. do it every single day they just don't know they're aware you know that they're doing it they're not aware of it so intuition is like I said, for me, it's been a process of getting out of my own way, out of my head, and, and into my feeling part of my body's bodies, I, like I have many of them, <laughs> and just kind of playing with it, flirting with it. And I love, a friend of mine uses the word flirt with life a lot, and that phrase just resonates with me. It's like, go and flirt with it. Go flirt with that cow's energy and see what happens. Go into that space with that real, like, childlike innocence. And it's that childlike innocence that I connected with my horses with that saved me. Yeah. You know, that's when the horses were there with for me when I was in that childlike innocence and reconnecting with that as an adult has been a process and a really fun one, but sometimes really challenging as well. Yeah, amazing, amazing. It's just, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary to see, you know, from um, your experience to now creating something that other people can, you know, be a part of. And has it been hard to really, you know, find your niche and be able to create the business that is accessible or people are you know, able to comprehend and understand that it is for everyone? Well, the, the word is getting out, I believe, about our equine facilitators. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of change in the animal-human relationship realm. And, um, you know, with our beautiful animal communicators who, who are out there doing amazing things, talking to our horses, to our animals, finding out what's wrong with them, um, you know, doing all those sorts of things. So the animal and horse kind of interactions are becoming more known and people are becoming more aware of, of the benefit of it. It's, it's almost like we're, we're coming back around to understanding that we need to get kids out of classrooms and back to nature. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it's like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know um, you know, but to, to where, you know, where our, I guess our, our countries want to take us and they want these educated, well-educated, well-rounded people. They're kind of losing the process in, in trying to, you know, get this result. Um, to get that result, we need to have a holistic look at it. We need to have a, a bigger look at the picture as to 
what is really going on with our youth and how to best support them. And horses, that horse realm, I mean, you look around Australia and we are surrounded by horses mm-hmm. um, in every form. So, and in every kind of activity, it's just now kind of being able to take our egos out of the picture and, and say, well, look, our, our, that relationship with our horses, is it, really, is it really benefiting the horse? Is it really benefiting um, us or is it just feeding our egos? Mm-hmm. And once people start putting their egos aside, and I think we're in, that, we're in that shift, we're really in that shift of consciousness where we're doing that, then the horse wisdom is going to come to the forefront even more because they're going to be allowed to shine for who they really are, not who we want them to be and not who we expect them to be. And that's been a big shift for a country cowgirl who used horses for her own, you know, benefit and ego for many years. Um, That's a huge shift in consciousness um, for myself. So if I can do it, I know other people can do it as well. And it's, you know, it is happening. So I, you know, hope that answers (laughs) yeah it does it does and i think what what you have you're allowing in that space is for people to be coming present right now because using technology you know always in your head like you said we are so up here we are not grounded we're not connected to our bodies we're not present in ourselves we're not in the now so and they're like the major things we need to function as a normal human being and because we're not we're having a society that's depressed disconnected you know materialistic all that kind of stuff so like it sounds so easy what you're doing but you it, go play with horse but it's not it's it's really a conscious way of being with a horse isn't it and really using the tools that you're giving and cues you're giving to really help people understand how to connect back and be right here Definitely, definitely. That's a great explanation of it. And and horses demand us to be present in the moment. They really do. And if you're not present in the moment and ego takes over whatever seats in, they they will let you know. And, you know, as I'm sure you have had <laughs> experience, sometimes it's a big learning curve. Sometimes it's gentle, sometimes it's not. And um, that's just the beauty of energy, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes, you know, we need a significant event to shift our awareness, mm-hmm. you know, that if it's a significant event that big, it's going to shift our awareness that big. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we need that. And, you know, I, I don't always, I don't want that to happen really significantly for people, but, you know, at times we create that because we need it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Don't mind me, I'm just having a little power with the kid down here. He's a beautiful um, blue healer and he's a rescue dog and he's just been teaching me so much about energy and love because he just is 100% just pure total love. Mm -hmm. And it's been testing me a lot because I'm not always 100% love. Yeah, keeps me in that realm of wait a minute, just be loving, <laughs> wow. tongue, which is always licking me, telling me how much he loves me. And you know, the animal world gives us the the answers, and um, we just need to slow our human world down enough to go into their world. You know, it's um, I always say to the kids when they're asking the horse something of the horse, it's like go into their world and 
and ask them how you would want to be asked. Mm. Don't demand anything from them. Don't, you know, and if they, when you ask if they don't all of a sudden comply, well, ask yourself why, what's going on in that relationship? And it's the same with this dog. He is constantly pushing me to ask myself, why aren't I being more loving? Wow, that is huge because <laughs> I have three dogs and I love dogs, but I'm a cat and horse person because, you know, they like their space, yet they love that bit of love. Yeah. But I can't handle that constant, I need you all the time. I'm just like, you know, just give me a break, guys. <laughs> You've just totally nailed it, nailed it on the head because in those times I can't handle them being all over me is when I need, I just, I'm not in love. I'm in a space of in here or wherever. Yeah. And it's such that even that tool is going to, I'm get to take away that today. I'm so excited. So <laughs> thank you so much. That's, that's amazing. Um, but what I really want to, what you said too, it's holding us accountable and responsible for our actions in our life. Isn't it? Like, um, I can see that disconnect and when I'm not feeling loving and I'm pushing things, my life's not going right. And if I'm not being accountable, I'm going to keep getting that mirrored in my life. And sometimes I can acknowledge it. Other times I don't have to acknowledge it. But when you're with an animal that they're mirroring your, um, your emotions, especially a horse who won't, who is just the most authentic mirror, you're yeah. going to be shown straight away that what you're doing is you know what is causing these things in your life as well isn't it it's such a good parallel it is a great parallel very great parallel um when i was over in arizona doing my my course over there i was um you know on my own traveling with with my caravan on my back so i was like this lovely little turtle <laughs> going around the country from between um between mexico and guatemala and, wow. and the u.s and canada and i had nobody else to blame if my life didn't go uh, swimmingly along, you know, if, if stuff went down, I had nobody else to blame. And I'd never been in that place in my life where I felt like it was totally me in the driver's seat. It was totally me creating my own reality. And, you know, things would happen when you're on the road, stuff happens. And, I don't believe there's accidents in anything that happens. It all happens for a reason. So it really supported me to wake up in the morning in my little travel trailer. And, and I love my little house dearly to wake up in the morning and just go, what do you want to create today? Mm -hmm. What do you need today to fill your cup? And then just let the universe take over. And I was continually surprised at, all of the beautiful things that happened to me. And like I was on the road for a long time and I never ever had one bad experience, not one. I had experiences where it was like, be aware, be aware, you know, you're a single woman and you're in Mexico, be aware of what where you're at and open up your perspective. But never ever did I ever feel fearful at all of being traveling on my own. And I, I attribute that to that conscious decision to create my own reality. And I try to get this through to the kids, you know, because we're not taught this stuff. No, no. And we need to be taught this stuff. We need to be taught from, the, from as soon as we're able to comprehend that we create everything that happens to us in our life. So what do you want to focus on? 
what do you want to bring in? What do you want to do? And, you know, when the kids walk into the, the round pen, I have a, a sign up on the gate with a, a picture of the universe. And it's the realm of endless possibilities that they're stepping into. And it's like, what do you want to create in your life? You're not going to be in this, and that's, you know, you're not going to be in the situation you've always been in at home. You're not going to always be at home in a difficult place. Mm -hmm. That is a short amount of your life. And I'm, you know, I, I feel sad and, and empathetic that they have to go through that. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to be there forever. So when you step into this new realm of possibilities, what do you want to create? Yeah. You want to take all the rest of that stuff with you? Or do you want to leave it out there and start fresh and new and start a relationship with this horse without the rest of that stuff coming in that realm with you? And what a gift. What, what absolute power to give a teenager. Amazing. It's phenomenal because I am all about, you know, I, I know the positives of our, our life as we know it, but there's so many crutches that we, we get stuck in. Like, you know, we get held into being the victim. We get, and that's how we live our lives. You, you are allowed to be stay, you know, staying in that victim role and mentality and all that kind of stuff. And life is hard and all this kind of stuff. And I lived that for so long and it's only like, so I'm 31, so it's, you know, the last two years that I'm slightly understanding that my life doesn't have to be hard. And this year, especially when I really have allowed joys my compass and allowing flow and ease into my life, it, it's like mind-blowing. We have that possibility. We have, it's, it's like we have the negatives. You can stay in that space. That's always your possibility. But there's yeah. a massive possibility and your choice to say, no, I choose joy. I choose love. I choose connection and I can have a happy life, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. And what you're doing in that process is rewiring your brain. Um, I'm so passionate about the brain information for people because it's like it's you're putting a new program in your computer. I mean, before that, you didn't have that program. You didn't know how to run any other program except what was downloaded when you were a child. And a lot of the times that is traumatic and, and not very supportive and helpful. So it's like, well, let's delete, <laughs> push that delete button, delete, delete, delete. Don't do that. No, let's clean up this computer and let's start putting new programs in and let's start bringing people into our lives that can show us how to do that. And that's what I love about like enlightened conversations. Mm -hmm is you can tap into so many different people that you resonate with that, you know, it might stretch you a little bit to listen to some of the information, but that's allowing your computer to start getting new information. It starts downloading this new stuff. It starts building those new neural nets of possibility. Mm -hmm. And that's where flirting with life, that's where flirting with all of this stuff is so much fun. I like it when you smile when I say the word flirt. I love it. I'm like, it does. It gets you into that space. It, it, just, it gets all the peptides firing in my body when I say that word. It's like, yeah, bring it on. Like, what is out there? And just, like, let it come in and see. And, you know, there's some great movies that kind of support this. There's, there's the one where the guy can't say no to anything that yeah. – I forget the name of the Jim movie. Carrey or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he can't say <laughs> no to every, anything that comes into his life. And it's like, let's flirt with that. Let's see what, you know, and it might seem like the situations are dismal and not going anywhere, but 
the, it all unfolds into being something amazing because he hasn't blocked that energy. Um, yeah, so I, I like that flirting with, with life and energy and seeing where it goes. It's a really feminine, fun word too. And um, I guess people, like it really connects us to our sacral chakra as well because a lot of women, especially are disconnected from their sacral chakra, their passion, their, you know, that lust, love, desire, all that kind of stuff. And what we need to understand in the society that we live in, that's not bad. That is creativity. That is creative energy that we can infuse into our whole life. And flirting just sums that up beautifully because for me, it, it puts all those beautiful emotions into something that I can go and say, you know, like use affirmation, I'm going to flirt with my life today. Yes. Like, how freaking awesome is that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, that word flirt may not resonate with everybody. So find your word that fills your cup, find your word that gets those peptides in your body firing off, you know, because that's where that that inspiration comes from. Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to kind of stay a little bit constant and comfortable in our lives. And, you know, um, I used to, <laughs> because of the trauma in my life as a child, I used to, I hated change. Mm -hmm. I hated it with a passion because it was like, when things finally got to a place where they were kind of remotely safe and stable, it was like, oh, please, God, do not let this change. And of course, life is changed life evolves and it's always ever every second changing um so it became a real challenge to embrace the change in life um as a child and, and as a teenager and then you know as as a mother all of those things as, as we're growing to embracing that change and then changing it and start okay well let's flirt with that change let's let's play with that change because it's going to happen anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it, you might as well open up your arms and go, well, bring it on. Let's see how this all goes, you know. And one thing I've discovered working with, with the kids, um, I, I run girl programs and I run boy programs. I was doing them together, but it became a lot of, it became too much for the facilitator. The horses were cool with it, but I'm like, I can't do this boy-girl thing. So I, I started separating the programs. And um, boys have no problem wielding power, mm -hmm. none whatsoever. Um, they're given wands of communication to work with the horses, which m most people would call a, a whip. And they're not allowed to touch the horses with the whip unless you know the horse came into their space and they were very frightened, they could wave it in front of the horse. Um, so the wands of communication, they're given to work with the horses. Boys grab those wands of communication and they, bam, they demand power. Mm. Um, us girls, we grab our wands of communication and, and we're like, please move, <laughs> please, please close the doors, um, please, please, yeah. um, and, and it, it was so interesting to see, and even, like I was raised in a man's world, I was raised as a tomboy, um, so I guess I had a, a better balance between the two worlds, um, but us girls need to learn to that it's okay to dial up our power that wielding power is not a bad thing it's when we're it's wielded inappropriately mm. that it becomes a destructive power and and the boys they needed to learn to dial down mm. their power and see how little it took 
to achieve what they wanted to achieve, not how powerful and strong you can be, but to, to find that balance in that. So it's been such a fascinating kind of little case study to see how power, and it, particularly in this day and age when we have the leaders in the world that we have um, that are dominant, that are demanding power, that are a destructive force, how we need to start raising these children to be able to dial up or dial down that power appropriately and what it means to wield power. Mm-hmm. You know, what it, when we don't have power and we get it, it becomes this force that can be so, so overpowering and so destructive. And I think that's where our teenagers moving into, like particularly boys moving into manhood, they start getting off the path because they've not had a good example set for them as to what proper, appropriate wielding of power looks like. Mm, amazing. And um, this is just like soul food listening to this because it's all about what you're doing is, an, is giving these children and no matter where they go in life, they can't not unlearn what you've taught them. And Definitely. it's always going to be inside them in, in some way. Definitely. And what I love is hopefully and most likely most of these kids are going to be drawn to this because it feels so good in their body to be like this that then they can teach this to other people and keep role modeling that, you know, and creating the change just by them being themselves. Yeah. Well, and, you know, because I'm this, like, brain kind of nerd, (laughs) what I understand about the brain is that the brain doesn't know the difference between what is happening today Mm. and what has happened in the past. Mm. So my my whole um, hope is that when these children go out into the world, that every time they see a horse, Mm -hmm. that they are triggered into Mm -hmm. everything that they learned in the horse program. There's a lot of horses in Australia. (laughs) Particularly on the Sunshine Coast. Um, So there's a lot of triggers out there for them to trigger their brains into, oh, wait a minute. I learned something different and remember that crazy horse lady way back when we went and saw and there was something what was that tool I had in my toolbox that I can now pull out and use to support myself to do something different or to make a change in my life that is my hope about you know how all this process is planting of the seeds works um, <laughs> and hopefully when we get our um, our programs running really well in Hoofbeats one of the one of the things that we are going to offer is a mentorship program mm-hmm. that the kids that had a real resonance for horsemanship um, and for wanting to support others you know they've got that empathy and that compassion that they will can come through the mentorship program and then learn how to support the younger kids in the schools to to learn and and to kind of keep that whole ball rolling for them. Wow! Oh my, that's just that's phenomenal. I I'm not usually speechless, but it's just something that is so needed. It's a balm, isn't it? It's something to start soothing these beautiful children that are screaming yeah. out for help. Yes. In a society that's not there to nurture or hold them. Yeah. And. It's just such an amazing way too because hopefully, hopefully, if the parents see the change, they want to then incorporate that into their life too and hopefully come on board and start learning things themselves as well. You betcha, Tammy. And that, that is my, my absolute hope. At the end of the, the program, the Foundations for the Future program that they come here and do, 
Um, at the end of that, they get to present what we call the dance. And the dance is kind of a representation of everything that they've learned in the program about their communicating with, with the horse. And they're allowed to do it to their own piece of music. So they pick a piece of music that resonates with them. Um, and they present that to their parents and caretakers. So my, my, you know, what I know about the brain and our bodies is once you evoke that emotion in people, things change. And I must say, I have a box of tissues down there when we do the dance because there are many tears shifted. Mm. Many, the parents can't believe that their child could achieve such a thing in such a short amount of time and show such um, empathy, compassion, you know, all these skills rolled together, power, um, all of that rolled into this beautiful process that they do with the horses. And that connection that they can make with their parents, they then have something to build on. They, they come, they have that feeling quality. They, they're all supported to, in this nice kind of, you know, beautiful, gushy little space that we've, we've built for them for those emotions to come up. And then you've got somewhere to go. Um, I think parents struggle because unless you actively seek to do things differently, they don't know how to do it any other way. So it provides them an avenue to do it a different way. It provides them that process of feeling that compassion for themselves, feeling that empathy for themselves that then can kind of grab their child and bring them into that realm as well. Well, it's amazing because it's what your work is doing is so expansive because as this is going to be connecting with spiritual people, I can really get on this wavelength is the vibration that you're allowing these kids to, to, you know, vibrate at it's, it's looking yeah. at a whole new level and hopefully the parents come with them. And then again, that's going to ripple out into the universe and ripple out into the people they connect with. And it just keeps going. It has that huge ripple effect and it's just, it feels so expansive in, in each child that you're doing. It's just, it's just phenomenal. And you must get such a, uh, um, a fulfillment as well like you get that healing one when you're helping others heal as well so you're always feeling fulfilled rather than getting run down yeah definitely for sure they always say we teach what we need best learn and um you know i've really submersed myself in that and i'm i'm always learning i hope i never stop learning whether it's about myself and my relationship with others or myself and my relationship with my horses that is an ever-evolving process um to let go of all of the things i learned about being a horse person and to walk into that realm of endless possibilities and go teach me show me um i'm you know just I'm stripped bare of all of my knowledge. Just fill me up and, and let me learn from you. And I have got a really, <laughs> a really lovely herd that is doing that for me. And um, it, it fills my cup, you no, know, like to the top overflowing. So, and that's what I want to share with people, you know, is, is that whatever your, whatever your thing is, and I didn't know it was a thing, mm -hmm. you know, for many years, I didn't know what I was doing was a thing. Um, but whatever that thing is that you are really good at or you're really passionate about or that even maybe you might just flirt with once in a while and it feels really good, just follow it and see where it goes. Um, follow that horse and see where it goes. Follow that cow, that dog, that whatever, you know, go sit with your tree, whatever it is, and follow it and it will support you 
in many, many ways that are, you know, just undescribable. Definitely. Uh, just gorgeously said. And the message that keeps coming through very strongly is surrender and have faith, isn't it? Like everything you're doing, you're surrendering to um, yourself to be back to its, its original authentic self. You're surrendering to the universe. You're surrendering to the energy that these animals are helping us to heal, learn and create from. And we're trusting the process, trusting ourselves as well in whatever direction we're wanting to go in, in whatever creativity, passion and love we have. We're we're surrendering ourselves to that and letting us being guided by intuition or a higher consciousness to allow us to bring this to the world. Because right now the world needs as many healers as possible, as many light workers as possible. And it's this message that is so strongly needed for everyone who has any interest or motivation, inspiration, passion into doing this for other people, isn't it? For sure, definitely. Just let your little light shine and, and go, you know, just go be. And it's amazing where, where it all will take people, definitely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, AJ. This has just been so enlightening. <laughs> what a great word, word to call these conversations. Um, but I really thank you for your, your time and your energy and everything you've shared today has just been so I, I connect and resonate with it so much. So thank you very much. Oh, it has been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, like you said, when we started, could talk for hours about horses <laughs> and hours about energy and brains and all of that. It's an ongoing process, but I am so grateful to, um, to have this opportunity. Um, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart with you and Michelle yeah. uh, for allowing this process to happen. And, and let's just, let, I, I, I predict world domination by horses by 2020. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's get out there. And <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, hopefully we've, we've talked beforehand that it could be a possibility that we could be bringing this to Pittsworth, you know, or yes. to rural areas because that's another dream of yours, isn't it, to bring it to rural uh, people in the rural areas to have access to this. Definitely. I, I am a rural person and I understand the challenges of being in the rural areas environment and um, I think just being aware that what you're doing on an everyday basis is enlightened and what you're doing on an everyday basis is shifting consciousness and supporting our world to change the way it needs to change even when you're out chasing sheep you're out mustering cows when you're out all those things that you're doing on an everyday basis can be in an enlightened space and an enlightened place to do it. And I know that can sound crazy when you've got a bleating sheep that won't go the direction you want it to go or a cow that kicks you or whatever. It doesn't seem very enlightened at the time, but it's picking those, those, those times and those places and, and those experiences and getting the bigger picture of it that makes the difference. Definitely, for sure. Well, thank you again. And I can't wait for um, people to actually, you know, connect with this, um, this show because it's, especially for people who are animal and horse lovers and even people who aren't, who are parents, carers, you know, uh, in relationships, all this, those, everyone. So everyone can basically, <laughs> you know, kids, everyone can all, all from this. So thank you everyone for, for taking part. And again, for AJ, for being just your amazing self and for shining so bright for everyone to start, you know, being able to connect and see you and we, the journey that you're on and for what you're doing for people. It's just, it's just so, so amazing. Thank you, Tammy. And right back at you, sister. <laughs>
thank you. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. But thanks again, AJ, and we'll, um, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.